let's see, where are we up to? We are up to the, the bottom of the page. We are up to 55B, okay? And we're discussing the fact that the that every single coin gets the split, the chiluk lechem hapanim, the, the division of the bread, that is the, they would bring the 12 loaves of bread on Friday, and then they would put the next 12 loaves of bread on the next Friday. And one week later, when the 12 loaves of bread were taken off, they were still warm. And when they would give it to the second, uh, the second group, they would actually split it up. And when the Friday came out of the middle of Yom Tov, they would split it up amongst all the Kohan. Tanurabana, we learned in a Baisa. How do you know that all the different 24 groups of Kohanim will all split the Lechem the showbread? Tamalomer, it says in the Pasuk. That they will eat a full portion. The same way the Avodah, the service is split up on, on Yom Tov, so too the actual eating of the Lechem of the showbread is split up. Now what eating could it possibly refer to when it says that you split up the Achila? Right? So... So the Gemara says, what could it be referring to? Ileva Karbanas, if it's referring to the eating of the Karbanas or the sacrifices that are eaten by the Kohanim and the parts that are eaten by the priest. It's deduced from over here. It actually says to the Kohen who brings it on the service, on the Avoda, that is the one who will get to eat it. So not every single Kohen is going to get a portion. So so rather it must be referring to the showbread, the Lechem now, I might have thought to say that perhaps this also applies to the the offerings that have to be brought on the regal, even if it's not being brought for the Yom Tov. In other words, let's say someone has to bring a carbon, so it brings that carbon, but it's not a carbon which is related to the actual holiday. So I might have thought to say that even that, the Kohanim should all split together. Therefore, the Pasuk says, Except for that which is given to him as his um, as his portion, according to the father's house. What is it that the fathers sell to each other? Um, each one takes charge of their own specific week. And then you take charge of your week. So they each split up completely in terms of those in terms of that place. And at Saras, they would say to the Kohen, go. Itmar, it was stated. Rav said, Rav said that first you make the bracha of Leshe Basuka, and then afterwards you make the bracha of Shechion. Rav Abarachana Amar Zman Ma'achikach Sukkah. Rav Abarachana says first you make the bracha Shechionu, then you make the bracha on Leshe Basuka. Rav Amar Sukkah Ba'achikach Zman. Rav says first make the bracha who commanded us to dwell in the Sukkah, and then afterwards you make the bracha of Shechionu, kept us alive and kept us well until this time. Chiyuva Diyoyma Adif, because the Chiyuv, the obligation of the day, takes precedence over the, the Shekhiyan. Rabbi Barbachana, Amar Zman, Ba'achikach Sukkah. Rabbi Barbachana says, first you make the bracha on Shekhiyan, and then afterwards you make the bracha on Leishi Basukkah, Tzbala Nesukkah. Tadir V'she'ina Tadir, Tadir Kaidam. When you have an opportunity to make a bracha which is frequent, and a bracha which is less frequent, the bracha of Shekhiyan is, is going to be recited on, Yom, on Rosh Hashanah. It'll be recited on Yom Kippur. It'll be recited on Sukkot, on Pesach, on Shavuos. So that is a more constant presence. So therefore, that one comes first, and the bracha on Leishi Basukha comes second. Let us say that the Machlekes Rab and Rabba Barachana, as to whether or not you make the bracha of Shechiyonu first or the bracha of Leishi Basukha first, is dependent on a dispute between Beis and Beis Shammai. The Tanur Rabbanu, we learned in Rabbaisa. The Varm Shemim Beis Hillel Basuda. 
there are matters that Beishami and Beishel dispute when it comes to a meal. Beishami says first to make a bracha on the day. In other words, first to make the bracha on Shabbos, and then after to make a bracha on the wine. Beishel says first to make a bracha on the wine, then after to make a bracha on the day of Shabbos. Beishami says first to make a bracha on the day, and then after to make a bracha on the wine. Because the fact that today is Shabbos is what causes the wine to come. And also, the day has already become holy. And the wine is not yet here. The Shabbos comes in whether you make Shabbos, whether you say Kiddush or not, Shabbos comes in. So therefore, of course, you should make the bracha of Yayin second. Mestel says, Mestel says, first you make a bracha on the wine, then afterwards make a bracha on the day. Because the wine is what causes you to be able to say the special kiddush that the Chachamim said we should say, that it should be said. That it should be said. Another reason. The bracha over wine is frequent. Because whenever you drink wine, which hopefully is frequently, so you always make a bracha on wine. But the bracha of Shechianu is not so frequent because you only make it, I'm sorry, the bracha of, of Kiddush on Shabbos only happens once every seven days, right? So we see from here that you should be making a bracha on, you should be drinking wine more often than just Shabbos. Pharaoh was very happy with this piece. And that which is more frequently occurring always comes before something which is less frequently occurring. So first to make a bracha on wine, then after to make a bracha on Shabbos. Rav, who says <coughs> first to make a bracha, on um, on uh, on Day Sheva Sukkah, and then after it's a Shachianu, he must be going like Beishamai. Rabbi Barbachana, Damar Kibesil, and Rabbi Barbachana says that first make a bracha Shachianu, and then after it's Day Sheva Sukkah, presumably he's going like Beishil. The problem is we don't want Rab to be going like Beishamai, because Rab we typically pass it, we typically follow the opinion of Rab, and we typically do not follow the opinion of Beishamai. Amar Lecha Rab, Rab would say to you, Another Amri Afilu LeBeishil. Rab would say I could even go according to the opinion of Beishil. Who says that the tadir comes first, the, the more constant one comes first? Ad kam lo amri beshel hasam. Beshel only said a ruling over there. Elashayayin goyim lekidusha shete amar. The wine caused that the that the day. I'm sorry, that the kiddush should be said. Abal hacha, but over here, ilav zman milayamin atzuka. Even if there was no shachianu, wouldn't we still say the bracha of tzuka? So they can be separated from each other, and therefore he held that even beshel would agree that you should say the bracha on tzuka first, and then the bracha on man. I could go even according to the opinion of Beishamai. Only over there, Beishamai said his halacha. That the day is what is the cause of the wine being brought. But over here, even if there wasn't a sukkah, wouldn't we still make a bracha of shachianu? Let's say someone is not eating in the sukkah on sukkahs, right? Let's say it's raining, so they don't get to eat in the sukkah. They still make a shachianu when they're inside. So we do see that they're somewhat um, disentangled. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah. On a Tzaras, they would say, on the Shavuos, they would say to the Kayin, Helech Matzah, take Matzah, Helech Hamet, here's some Matzah from the, the Karbanus that are coming from Matzah, and here's some Chametz from the Karbanus that are coming with, um, that are coming from uh, the the Shteha Lechem, the two loaves of Chametz that are brought on Shavuos. The Ha'acha, the Chametz Eker, Matzah Tafel, over here, the leavened bread, right? The chametz bread is actually the main bread. Why? Because the main offering of the day on Shavuos is actually the Shteha Lechem. And the matzah is really the matzah from the Lechem upon him. So that's not the main part. 
And still, they said, first take the chametz, sorry, first take the matzah and then take the chametz, because tadir v'she'inei tadir, tadir kaidem. This would seem to disprove the opinion of Rav, you have to Rav. Amalecha Rav, Rav would say to you, Tanayhi, it's really much like a Tanayim. The Tanya we learned in a Raisa. Heilech matzah, heilech chametz. Take matzah and then take the chametz. Abashal, Ibn Abashal says, heilech chametz, heilech matzah. Here's the chametz for you and here is the matzah. Darish of Nachman Bechaz, Darish of Nachman Bechaz that said, Lo kedivrei Rav, the Amar Sukkah of Achkasman. Do not say like Rav who said that first you say Sukkah and then afterwards you say Shechianu. Elazman ve'achakach Sukkah. Rather, you should first say the Bracha on Shechianu and then after say the Bracha on Sukkah. Rav Sheshes Breder Ravidi Amar Sukkah ve'achakachman. Rav Sheshes Breder Ravidi said that first you make a Bracha on Sukkah and then afterwards you make a Bracha Shechianu. Hechosa Sukkah ve'achakachman. And the halacha follows at first you make a Bracha on Sukkah and then afterwards you make a Bracha of Shechianu. At the end of the day. So we said the group of Kahanim whose period is actually this week, they take the other Karbanas Tzibar, the other um, uh, communal offerings. Asuye Mai, what does it come to include when it says that they take all of the other communal offerings? Asuye Parhelm Davar Shel Tzibar. It includes also the case of bringing a cow when there was a case of where the entire community made a mistake based on a ruling that was a mistaken ruling of the Sanhedrin. So they have to bring a power, which is called Helam Dover, a cow which is brought for an inadvertent mistake. And even a he goat that is brought as an atonement for uh, idol worship, they, that also they get to bring. And it offered them all. To include the Kayats of the Mizbeach, the summertime of the Mizbeach, which means if there's nothing to be brought in the Mizbeach and there's nothing burning right this minute, then immediately they would take the communal funds and they would bring a, an Ola offering, a burnt offering on the Mizbeach. Next Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this, Yom Tov HaSamach If the Yom Tov is next to Shabbos, whether it is before Shabbos or whether it is after, whether it is before Yom Tov or after Yom Tov, all of the groups share equally in the breaking up of the, of the showbread. They all get an equal portion. If one day is in between Shabbos and Yom Tov, Mishmar the Mishmar that it was the previous time for them to come, right? The one that's going out. So then they take 10. And the one coming in takes, I'm, I'm sorry, the other way around. The one that's coming takes 10. And the one that was staying from beforehand takes two. And all other days of the year, all other Fridays of the year, which is when they switched over, the one coming in takes six. And the one leaving takes six. Behuda says, the one going in takes seven, and the one going out takes five. The one coming in divides it in the north, and the one going out divides it in the south. Bilga, which is a certain uh, commune, a certain house, one of the houses of the Kohanim, always, always took it in the south. And the ring was not able to be used in terms of helping them with the slaughtering of a cow. And Bilga was, was uh, they were at a knas. We learned all this, this Mishnah was all brought down in, um, in Yuma as well. The reason why they get this knas, they get this uh, penalty payment, penalty um, that they can no longer use things properly is because one of their daughters, unfortunately, um, got married to a non-Jewish person. And the, the place in which they typically, their cubby, which they kept the, 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 the special knife to the, the, um, the shrita that was blocked up and they weren't able to keep it. What does it mean? What do you mean when it says if Shabbos comes before or after? 
if you mean right before the first day of Yom Tiv, and afterwards means that it's the, after the last day of Yom Tiv, well, that would be Shabbos that is in the middle of the holiday. So rather you have to say that beforehand is before the last day of Yom Tiv. And afterwards is after the first day of Yom Tiv. My time, well, what's the reason? That the group leaving gets a, a portion of the lechma panim of the showbread. Since the ones who are coming in have to come before Shabbos and the ones leaving have to wait until after Yom Tiv. So Tikkun Rabbanon, the Chachamim said, Milsa said, we're going to make a special deal that both of these groups are going to end up eating part of the show bread. Let's say there was one day in between the, the holiday and the, and the Yom Tif. Well, then this does not happen anymore. According to Rabbi Huda, why does the one coming in get two more loaves than the one going out? Why don't they get six and six? The one coming in has to close the gates of the Beis HaMikdash, which the one leaving had left open. But why shouldn't the outgoing group say to the one coming in, Dal Bedal? In other words, you take one less now, and when it's your turn to leave, then the next group coming in will also take one less. In other words, this should be a win-win. If you take seven now, you're only going to get five later. says, Hava Mikra. This is a, it's a similar idea to a bird in hand is worth two in the bush, right? So what we're saying is that a, a young uh, gourd is worth more, that you're holding in your hand, is more valuable than a, a fully grown gourd that is in the actual field and not in your hand right now. Amr of Yehuda, Yehuda says, The same way that they, they sheared the, the lechem upon them, they also sheared the musaf offerings, the additional offerings that are brought on Shabbos. Mesve, the Gemara challenges this. The one going out brings the tamed shal shachar, the daily morning offering, and also the additional offering. The one coming in brings the daily uh, evening sacrifice and also the bezichen, the bowls of, um, of uh, frankincense. But it does not teach that they divided the additional offerings. It says they only divide those things, but not the additional offerings on Shabbat. This Tana is not dealing with the question of dividing things up. Amarava Rava says, but the Tana in the Shiva of Shmuel, the Mairi Bechaluka, who's dealing with the question of Chaluka of dividing things up, he's teaching them about the laws of dividing things up. And still, he does not teach about the laws of Musafin, that they divide up the Musafin. So, why are you saying that they do divide the Musafin? There he is actually teaching about division. The Tana of Shmuel, we learned in the, someone taught in the Bismedrash of Shmuel. They would bring the daily morning offering and also the additional offerings. But the Mishmar that goes in, the one coming in, they bring the tamid, the, the continual, continual offering in the afternoon and also the bowls. Four kahanama go into the base mikdash um, azara, the courtyard. Two from the incoming group, two from the outcome group. And then they would split up the lechem apanim into two, into two portions. But it did not teach about the splitting up of the musafin offering. Indeed, this disproves the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. They did not split up the musafin offering. They only split up the bezichin and the lechem apanim. And the one coming in would split it in the north. They take the portion in the north. We learned in a right side. The, one, the incoming group would divide it in the north. 
They make it clear that these are the incoming group. And the ones leaving would split it in the south. That would be clear that these were the ones going out. The group of Bilga always divided in the south. We learned in Abraisa. There was a story of Miriam Bas Bilga, the daughter of Bilga. Or from the family of Bilga. Shehemira Dasa, that she she uh, you know abandoned, she she left her religion, she converted. And she goes and marries an officer from the non-Jewish kings. When the Ivanim comes into the base of Mikdash during you know 160, 170 years before the destruction, before before the common era, she kicks with her sandal onto the Mizbeach. And she says, Loikas, Loikas, wolf, wolf. Up until when will you continue to, destroy, to eat up the, the money of the Israelites? But yet you're not defending them during a time of great danger, difficulty. heard about this. They said her ring, uh, the group, her Mishmar's ring is going to stay in its place. And they closed up her cubby so that you would not have access to, to the cubby anymore. And other people say, Mishmara, Mishmara say, Shoya Lavai. This group of people, they were not coming in time when it was their turn. And the group of Yesheva of Achav Imai came in with it, Shemesh Tachtav, and served in their place because they weren't there on time. Although typically we say that the neighbors of the people who are wicked don't end up benefiting, right? As we know, woe is to the person who's a Russia, woe is to the person who is his neighbor. The people who are the neighbors of Bilga and the Shtakru. In other words, the group of the brother Yeshiva, they end up benefiting. Bilga will always separate in the south, and Yeshiva will always divide in the north, even when they are coming in, even when they're leaving, right? So this means, how do you know that they always divide in the north? Well, because they're always the ones leaving when Bilga's coming in. So clearly, they have to be dividing on the opposite side of Bilga. If you say that the situation was that their group did not come in in time, then it makes sense that you penalize the Kula Mishmar to the entire group. But according to the one who says that the reason why they lose their benefits is because this uh, daughter of Bilga who did one bad thing, one bad person who did the wrong thing, because of the father, because of the daughter, are we going to punish the, the, the parents? Um, in. Yes, indeed, this is so. Kadamianchi, as people say, Shusa Dianuka Bashuka. When you hear people talking in the marketplace, presumably this is actually something that they learned in the home, whether it's from the mother or from the father. And because of the father and mother's behavior, we punish the entire group. says, Bad, woe is to the wicked person, woe is to its neighbor. How good it is to be a righteous person, how good it is to be their neighbor. Shinemar says, as, as it is says in the Pasik, right? There's the Pasik in Say about the righteous one that he is good. Because the fruit of their actions, they will end up eating. In other words, that did them the. I think it's actually, that's probably why it's in brackets, because it's probably not so clear what the connection is between this and the previous statement. But it's, it is a statement about how um, eating the benefits of your fruits, the, the fruits of your efforts. And I guess the similar idea of what we're trying to say, that the ones who are close to the righteous person will end up benefiting from the, the proximity to the righteous person. So it's a hadron Allah, masechtas yuma, hadron Allah, masechtas yuma, right? In Rishishem, we will 
We will finish and we will return to you, Masechus Yuma, and we will do you one more time. It is also, at least one more time, it is also interesting that uh, this is literally the idea that we just finished with is, is the idea of Parshas Nitzavim. Parshas Nitzavim, it's all about our vut. It's all about the fact that we all stand as, as uh, guarantors for every other Jew, right? That's what Nitzavim is all about, right? Conceptually, that we all have some level of collective responsibility when we fail, right? If one of us falls, we all fall together, right? So that's actually what this Gemara seems to be saying to some extent, right? That we all do take some level of responsibility for our communal uh, responsibility and communal um, action as well. Okay, so we finish the Masechus Yuma. Tomorrow night, onward to Masechus Beya, Hashem, and uh, we'll be in the JSN and we'll do three blocks, Hashem, starting at 8.30, or maybe three blocks, maybe a little less than three blocks, starting at 8.30, followed by a delicious challenge. Okay, take care, guys. Be well. Good night.